Well, it's official. I both love and hate Loki. Uh, well, I guess I'm going to get started here. Okay, so, we're finally going to be reviewing all of the Loki series so far. Now, I've done reviews for uh, all the other episodes. Uh, episodes 1 through 5, I've done a bunch of reviews. They'll be in the description if you want to. This is the episode 6 review. If you have not seen Loki and you still want to see without spoilers, and yes, there is a massive spoiler in this episode, and not the thing you think it is, because you all probably already guessed the plot twist, or at least those of you who are looking into the theories and that kind of stuff, you know a little bit more and know even a little bit about the Avengers. Uh, but there are spoilers, so warning you, passing up. As for the series as a whole, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, it got me that weird frustration I have with a lot of things, where it's like, they left us without fully satisfying the series, so it's like, oh, okay, there's obviously going to be a season two or some kind of continuation. Maybe we'll continue on WandaVision and the Multiverse of Madness. Maybe Loki will get a season two. I'm really hoping Loki gets a season two. But regardless, um... It, it, it left me kind of, like, I love the series, I really want it, but I feel like they should have shoved, like, one more episode in here to wrap up all the plot threads, but I have a feeling the plot threads are going to be wrapped up in other places, so that's fine, whatever. Uh, I really liked the twist, really good twist, liked it. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting, actually, so uh, I was very interested in that. And yeah, so this is your last chance, back out if you don't want spoilers. Everybody gone? Okay. So, we, we go off from where we were, were, um, Loki and, uh, what was the female Loki's name? Uh, Sylvie, Sylvie. Okay, Sylvie. So, Loki and Sylvie, uh, enchant the creature that's been eating all the different, divergent timeline stuff that the timekeepers, the time variance authority have been dumping at the end of time. Um, and they open the gateway to the, like, the end of time itself, the final fortress, the end of time and space. Where they find Kang the Conqueror, sort of. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is going to turn into a little, hey, minor comic facts. Uh, you can probably find better versions of this information literally anywhere else on the internet, but I'm going to give it my shot again. So, Kang the Conqueror is one of the few original Avengers, like, villains. Like, one of the ones specifically created for the Avengers as a team. For what I've learned about the Avengers over the years, just I'm not a huge into comics, but I know a lot about the history of comics because I just find it fascinating. Don't don't ask. Um, <laughs> I'm weird like that. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So the Avengers were apparently a premise that was kind of just thrown on Stan Lee and a lot of the writers who, and artists who worked on it because they just needed a team book. Um, and so it took a little while for them to figure out what to do with it. And Kang was one of their kind of like first ideas. He's basically an evil version of Doctor Who. Oh, guys, I'm not bringing, like, four levels of nerd done right now. Okay, uh, he's a time traveler with a time machine that doesn't really have, like, limits or problems. Like, you know, most most fiction time machines always come with, like, a catch, like, ooh, we can almost destroy the universe or whatever. No, Kang's is, like, one of those self-correcting, he can do whatever he wants, no limits on how far he can go back, no limits on where he can go, no limits on how many times he can keep going back, that kind of thing. Like, you know, uh, he's basically a time lord. Yeah, he's a time lord from Doctor Who. Uh... <laughs> So the whole deal with Kang is that he discovered how to, the secret of time travel. It differs depending on where you're looking at in a cartoon or whatever. And he used this as a and he used this technology to set himself up as a conqueror in the 31st century. Um, and occasionally he'll pop back in time to prevent people from messing with the timeline and stopping him from achieving his great future. Or he'll be bouncing around the timeline, setting up that future because remember he was supposed to be going through all the time setting up everything that needed to go right for his rise to power. 
Um, whenever his timeline gets disrupted, he gets cranky and starts trying to do stuff. He has other versions of himself, like Immortus, who's like the big alpha dog. Uh, and that's about it. It's just a bunch of different people. Uh, it's just a bunch of time travel stuff. And he's, you know, a conqueror. Duh. He comes back in time, sometimes fights the Avengers. They stop him, but he's like, oh no, I'll have to go even further into the future to set up my future. I will not be denied. And la la la, rinse and repeat, combo villain. So, uh, most people who know about Kang assume that he was going to be the villain at the end of Loki. Because it's the Time Variance Authority, uh, Kang is the big uh, time travel villain, the MCU, uh, the judge, and like the supervisor Time Variance Authority person, uh, the woman Ravona Renslayer. She actually is like associated with Kang in the comics, sometimes she's his wife uh, or lover, and sometimes she's his like, mortal enemy. So it, it, this whole thing was like Kang, Kang, Kang. It was very obviously Kang. And the idea of him, you know, making a single timeline where he gets to be a conqueror, very much in line with him. Except they don't really do that. I mean, they do, but it's different than usual. See, basically, what we get explained by Kang, he's just the one who remains in this one. But he's very clearly, I was once a conqueror. And we see all the images like, yeah, this is this is Kang. This guy's Kang. Um, and he is one of the many versions of Kang. See... In the MCU, there is the multi branching multiverse theory, which is the idea that all these different timelines were coexisting at the same time. The imagine kind of like a tree, each branch, you know, that kind of thing. You've all heard this before. So Kang, in multiple timelines, including apparently this one, uh, discovered the technology to travel between timelines. Not sort of a fusion between parallel realities and time travel. So, Kang used this technology to meet with other versions of himself. And for a while, everything was great. You know, they shared technology, uh, they shared improvements and advancements between their worlds, helped make the world a better place. Unfortunately, Kang the Conqueror is still a thing. He's just not this Kang, or a few of the Kangs he first met. There were other Kangs who were more like the comic Kang the Conqueror. You know, trying to conquer all of, rea- all of time itself, make it their dominion. You know, become the overlord of time. And since there were so many of them, all pretty much equally powered, it turned into a giant multiversal war, like the Time Variance Authority says happened in the beginning. However, where it goes wrong, though, is that time wasn't nearly destroyed. The Kangs were just causing too much chaos, and this one Kang, the one we were talking, we, they, uh, the two Lokis, the two Loki and Sylvie meet, um, discovered a t- monster that could devour timelines. And he used it to erase all the other timelines, wipe them out, and then take his and use and continue to use the monster to prune off any timelines that branch off bit to prevent any of his evil counterparts from doing anything. He created a single timeline where everything went to the end, the monster had to devour all the timelines it wanted, and his evil versions weren't causing pure multiversal chaos anymore. However, he's tired. He's been there so long that time just doesn't have a meaning for him anymore. He's gotten to the point where he knows everything that will ever happen in the entire timeline off the top of his head, he he, gets, he really gets the sense of this person who like made this grand sacrifice to wait at the end of time, and I will guard over what it will ever be. And then you get the feeling that it's like after that heroic sacrifice that usually comes in a movie, you know, the literal eons afterwards, where this person suddenly realizes their life has no meaning and they just want it to all end. They're so sick of it all. So he manipulated things so that both the Loki variants, Loki and Sylvie, would g- get here. He planned out everything. He even knew exactly what they were going to do so they can't hurt him because he set his watch to basically avoid any attacks he knows are going to come. And he tells them, I want you to take over for me. He wants them to go back 
run the Time Variance Authority, maybe run it better than he did, you know, maybe, like, instead of killing variants, they could recruit them or whatever. Um, and that's his proposition. I will give you complete control of the Time Variance Authority so long as you maintain this particular timeline. And then, he's asked why they don't just kill him. And his answer to that was fascinating. I loved it. Uh, it was, if you kill me, all of this is just going to happen again. See, the multiverse will spark, spark up. My evil versions will come. You'll all suffer and hate it. And then, eventually, I'm going to happen again in another timeline. And when I find the time, the time devouring monster again, I'm going to erase all the other timelines. We'll do this all over again. And, uh, yeah, we'll be right back where we started. And I love that. I love it so much. It's like, you either take over for me, or you kill me, and next time I'll just find someone else to try this. Uh, <laughs> uh, and in the meantime, you'll have to deal with my evil uh, Time Lord counterparts, you know? And then we reach the point, like, after time itself, where the universes start branching again. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen after this. You only have a little while before the timelines start branching and everything goes to hell again. Um, and, yeah. So, either go be the time variant story, and I'll clean things up here, you know, finish off the loop. Or you kill me, and, uh, yeah. We start all over again. Now, obviously, Sylvie is still hung up on her, all her, you took away all my life and everything I ever held dear, so I'm going to murder you, and Loki's like, Sylvie, we can't. So, and Loki has finally actually grown up in a conscience, is like, Sylvie, what if he's telling the truth? What if this will, like, lead to tons of evil, uh, conquerors from all these different timelines descending upon our world and screwing up everyone's lives? He wants to go back to the time range story, like, remake, maybe remaking something better, or even just, like, think about this for a moment. Uh, but Sylvie feels betrayed by him, they fight, Sylvie manages to knock him through a portal back to the TVA, and she kills Kang. And then he starts saying, they're coming, you're in for a wild ride, and Sylvie's just left there at the end of time, all alone. Meanwhile, Loki gets knocked back into the Time Variance Authority, and he starts shouting at everyone, because, you know, they're full on alarms, the timeline is branched, there are all these multiverses, he starts shouting at them, he's coming, he's coming, there's so many of him, he was too powerful, we didn't even touch him, and there are going to be dozens of him, we had to repair, and they're like, do we know you? It's Mobius in, like, Agent 13, I believe, uh, she's the, yeah, she was the guard that caught Loki originally, um, and they're like, so, what, what division are you from? What division are you from? And it's like, wait, you don't know me? And it's like, oh, snap! The timelines have already diverged, and he's in a parallel reality, and now Loki's trapped in an alternate version of the TVA who doesn't know who he is, uh, because the TVA now exists in multiple timelines, which is just... I, I'm so confused, and I love it. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Meanwhile, Ravona uh, disappeared into the ether and is going to go hunt down the creator. You know, he's dead now. Uh, the weird hologram Miss Minutes is obviously planning with something with her. She gave her, her something, and we know she's working for... Um, she's like the little hologram anime mascot of the TVA. But we know she was working for the Kang the Conqueror, like the good Kang, the he who remains. And so she gave something to Miss Minutes, probably as like a failsafe in case the Lokis did something stupid. Uh, and yeah... So, everything seems to be in play for a second season, which I'm all on board for. Like, more of this, please. But, like, at the same time, I feel like, I feel like we need another episode. Like, there's just, there's, where did Ravona go? She disappeared into a portal. Do we know where? Uh, if this isn't our Mobius, what's happening to our Mobius in Agent 13? Uh, what's gonna happen to Loki now that he's got trapped in this timeline? Will he be able to find his way back? How? 
I mean, it's basically like a giant mess of infinity at this point. And now Sylvie's trapped in the end of time, and the and the good king is dead. And now all the evil kings are going to come. So what's going to happen? All very confusing. Uh, definitely setting up some stuff for like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because apparently Kang's going to show up there, uh, and maybe in Spider Man. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, I definitely am really liking the new multiverse angle that Marvel's going on. So looking forward to that. The guy who played Kang nailed it. I loved him. Like, he played this, like, kind of, like, I've been here forever. I already know how this is going to happen. I've basically had this conversation five times before. Can you just get to the point? And at the same time, he's kind of like, oh, it's funny. They think they, they think they could actually do something I didn't know about. That whole moment where he reveals to them, it's like, hey, so, you know how these things work, right? The little time bracelets that let me accelerate and decelerate my placement in time, and how, that's how I'm dodging all your attacks? But you're wondering, how do you how do I keep having the reflexes to dodge as guardian attacks? Because I already knew exactly when to set the timer timer on this thing to dodge for me. So uh yeah, it's already pre-programmed with every attack you're already going to make, and so you can't do anything. And I I loved him. I definitely on board for him playing like an evil version of Kang later on, because they're all gonna be the same guy. He's gonna he's gonna be a lot of fun. Love it. Definitely looking forward to Kang. Um I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Sylvie, because now she's finally achieved her goal, but, you know, at the expense of the entire multiverse, or at the very least of this timeline. Um, and I'm interested to see where Loki's going to go now that he's trapped in, like, this alternate uh, TVA. Like, he's going to be talking with alternate uh, Agent 13 and Agent Mobius, and then the original Agent Mobius and Agent 13 are like, you know, this their entire reason for existing at this point has, like, been sh- shredded. Uh, so... You know what? Loki, really good. I mean, that was already... We already knew Loki was going to be good, though, didn't we? Like, they had the best of the MCU villains. Yes, I will say that. Killmonger is probably a better narrative villain, but I always just love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like, there was just something... There's a reason he was the villain uh, in The Avengers, because he was the best villain in the first few movies. And I think he's one of, if not the best uh, villain that the MCU's had. Definitely there are those with better thematic weights and have a lot more meaning behind it. But for me, he's always just been the most fun. Uh, actually, I liked him so much that I ended up reading some of the Loki uh, Loki comics and some of the Thor comics just because I wanted to get more of that uh, trickster god. And what can I say? I've always loved the trickster god. Seriously, read Norse mythology. Oh, God. <laughs> so bizarre. That time Loki got his mouth sewn shut, please make that into a freaking uh, episode of Loki. I would love to see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is a bit of a short episode today because, you know, wasn't much to talk about. We all kind of knew where we were heading. Um, all the actors were great. Animation is still top-notch. I'm actually really interested in the mid-minutes thing. Like, is she, like, pursuing a secondary agenda to Kang, or is she just, like, following his orders? I'm definitely interested where that goes. But, uh, yeah. I guess I'll see you guys next time. Bye! I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode, and thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week, and you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. As always, thank you so much for all your support.